and welcome back to Sodas the Road. And I have my my soda today in hand, ready. You, I didn't tell you to bring a soda. That's all right. But that's uh, oh damn. <laughs> that's all right. We'll pretend <laughs> you have a soda. Um, yeah. So today I have a guest on. This is the first guest of the the re. I don't even know what you want to call it of my podcast. The uh, reset or the new podcast I have. I kind of just changed the name, but. Uh, today we have a guest who has many faces, many titles. So we got, I, I wrote them down to make sure I didn't forget any. So if <laughs> oh, I do God, forget dude. one, do tell. But I got hockey player, baseball player, model, actor, singer, TikTok sensation, and just all around creative. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Did I did I miss any title there, dude? I don't. I, I love it. I I don't know if I can. I don't know if I really categorize some of those, but I, I dabble. You know, well, I, I dabble. I'd say so. I I mean, I think uh, you you dabbling in is what begins any like journey, though. You know, you you kind of just start dabbling, and all of a sudden you, you get good at it. Dude, that's one hundred percent true. I feel like that's the issue with a lot of people that want to get the people that want to expand their horizons it's like they don't know where yeah. to start that's the biggest step is just starting you're gonna look like an idiot at the beginning no matter what yeah you do, no 100 percent. So. it's just being not afraid to look like an idiot yeah it's uh it, it goes a long way but uh i do i, I do want to start kind of with your sports background mm-hmm. uh, obviously you have a hockey background it's like it was a big part of like your early tiktoks and mm-hmm. uh your youtube too so what was hockey your first sport? Was that like your first sport you loved as a kid? Yeah, hockey was. Uh, so I've I have uh, three siblings, so like four kids in the family all together, and it was like it was one of those situations where it was like dad building the backyard rink when you're like three years old. Yeah, you know. So um, yeah, I mean that was definitely like earliest sports memories was playing hockey with my siblings and uh, and uh, you know like fourteen years old went away to prep school playing at Trinity Pauling and. Um, you know, wanted to, the whole, the goal was to play Division One hockey. Um, sure. Ended up playing in the NASCAC Division Three, and yeah, but that uh, hockey was definitely the first the first love. Yeah, I played baseball. Like, never really expected to. Uh, I didn't really expect to play that at the next level. Like, this the goal yeah. was really just play hockey at the next level, and then that t- kind of just fell into place going like the D three route. So it was, cool. uh, yeah, two, two it was, it was interesting. <laughs> that I mean, that is that is cool. Uh, so what did you start baseball young too or was that like later on yeah yeah i played it my whole life so it was just kind of like that was always for fun so um i just i don't know i did that you know like a local little league and like travel baseball but it was it it was the point where i mean everything all the focus is on hockey so it was like you played baseball through the summer dropped the baseball after the summer was over didn't pick it up again until like the spring of next year so Never had an arm injury though, which I'm pretty sure that's like a recipe to have an arm injury. Yeah, that, that definitely would. <laughs> the Tommy Johns and shit, right? Yeah, dude. As a pitcher too, so I like. Yeah. I mean, I did like zero off until I got to college. Then they were like, "You need to throw in the off season." Yeah, yeah, that would or, make sense. Or... <laughs> <laughs> might, might, might want to keep the arm slightly warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Especially in the freaking. I mean, you know. I mean, I went. I 
I went to Bruns, like my school was in Brunswick, yeah. Maine, and like you were two hours north of me. Yeah, it gets chilly at the yeah, it's cold <laughs> and dark. Yeah, it's it sad. There's some, some dark winters up there, man. Dude, I'm it's still bad. there. I, I still, I'm like back in Portland Oh, that's right. Now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun city, though. You yeah. just re-signed with them? I did, yeah. Uh, yeah. They haven't announced yet. I actually got, I actually got in trouble for announcing it too early because they didn't. Oh, really? It. Yeah, yeah, they give me shit. <laughs> oh, they're just like, Whatever. you're taking the buzz away from our social medias? Yeah, essentially they were. <laughs> that's what they were saying. <laughs> But they waited like it was like it's been like two months. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm I'm fucking posting it. But yeah. Oh, uh, well, you signed two months ago and they still didn't say anything. Yeah, because they're they're doing this weird thing. Like they're going week like every Friday they're announcing a new signing, but they didn't start till like July. And I'm like, is there even enough weeks before the season where you guys are gonna announce? So I don't know. I just didn't understand why they were taking so long. So I was just like, whatever. I'm I'm gonna yeah. announce it. But. Yeah, like- <laughs> you know take the power in your own hands it is what it is um t- tell me about prep school what was your prep school experience like it was good dude i actually i look at prep school as probably like one of the best decisions of my life yeah even though when you're there right like no one absolutely i think loves every aspect of prep school when you're there yeah. especially i mean i went to trinity Pauling, so that was that was that's that's an all-guys school Um, and I repeated my sophomore year there. So I was there for three years, but just like what, I mean, that's the reason I got into so many other avenues is because I went to a school like that. Um, so it was great for sports. I mean, you became a well-rounded athlete there because they mandated you play three sports. So like I played soccer in the fall, hockey in the winter, baseball in the spring. And it was like really split up like that. Like they didn't really let you train. So it was also the downfall, right? Like if you wanted to specialize in hockey and like all you wanted to do was train hockey, like that's probably not the way to go. No, it's, it's but, tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like hard to find ice in the fall. You play on your split season team, but yeah. it's like, okay, like two games a weekend or something like that. That's it. Yeah, like no that practices was, really. That was the way it was. Uh, except in the, if you played on those like travel teams, like we did a weekend and there would be like six games in a weekend because those yeah. like uh, tournament games and stuff, they would have like three right. on the final day. and you're, then you go home. You're like, all right, I go back to school. I should say, and you're like, all right, you know what? I need the week off. But uh, yeah, but in the in yeah, the springtime, it was they took the ice out and like, dude, nothing. Yeah, in the fall too, right? They don't put it into like mid October, sometimes November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It depends on what you want to do as an yeah. athlete, right? Like, and it depends on what you want in a school. Like that's the question too. So yeah. you know, it, it really like it's it's up to you. But for me, like that's why I'm always like prided myself in being like a well-rounded athlete, sure. well-rounded student, and so like it worked for me well. Um, I enjoyed playing other sports. Like we sucked at soccer, so I literally was like on varsity soccer. Like started <laughs> a couple of games. Like, um, but it, I mean, it was a good experience because it being an all-guys school. This is probably the biggest shift for me. Is when you go to public school and like people who do theater are like yeah weird right like yeah. that's like the public school stigma like if you do theater like there's something like i don't know you're just weird yeah no, like absolutely. you're not you know athletes don't do theater like yeah. that's a thing um so when you go there and you're going to an all guys school who is it was kind of like who gives a shit yeah you, know? you just didn't, like i'm not here to impress anyone that's that's a good point i i always had that um in high school like i was always super interested in doing theater but it was never, it was never in the cards for a hockey player to do theater. Yeah, you know, 
dude it was just like oh my no, god i don't do you'd be ostracized yeah i can't i can't do that i'd be a loser yeah. you know so it's like yeah <laughs> it, it's definitely you definitely have that um i think that's cool that you did it in prep that you were just like screw yeah it. oh dude it was i mean that was tough too the the, the, the thing that allowed you to do it was the structure mm-hmm. so you would still go to sports practices regularly like i mean i did the winter musical my junior year that was like my first performance and that was sir galahad in uh like uh, spam a lot Oh, yeah. um, and <laughs> but I remember like it was like my public speaking teacher was like dude you need to do theater and I was like yeah no absolutely not and I was like I, you know I play like, sports and stuff and yeah, he's like, yeah 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 I'm, I'm an athlete man <laughs> yeah in theater and he's like he's like no don't worry about it like you can go to all your practices it's not going to interfere with anything yeah. like you can come to rehearsal whenever you want just like be That's in cool. the show and I was like fuck it okay and that was the start That's and, super cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, you do get ostracized, right? Yeah. Like, and I think we we talked about this before a little bit, like off camera. Like, yeah, even no matter what it is, whether you're doing theater, or you're you know you're creating online, or you're you're vlogging, or whatever it is, if you're doing something different, and this is something that like, yeah, this is something that in hockey culture, it's like, I think it needs to change, and that, that's you know, right. well, I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit later, but like we're doing things now that are kind of trying that are oriented towards yeah. that, where if you're doing something different, like you can be looked at as a problem. Like, no, absolutely. It's like, it's you're shitty. arrogant or selfish. Yeah. Like there's something there's you're some, something about it is like not team oriented when yeah. all you're actually trying to do is bring light to how like beautiful the sport is. And like the personalities within the sport. No, it's it, exactly it. And it's hurting the popularity of, of hockey to killing it, dude. dude it, killing they, it. They're training. They, they want to train you to be a robot. So it's like from a young age, you do something that's like, different or like you know i guess different is the best way to do it that's not in the norm of a hockey player's day in the life or you right. say things that are not you know you say things in public or to other people that are not uh, you know super humble or like you, you, you right. say something wrong you, you get like punished from a young age in a right. hockey locker room you're like oh you can't do that or but whether it's by the coach or the other guys right and you, like i remember just always kind of being aggravated by that and i would kind of just it would cause me to just kind of be quiet in the locker room yeah because i was not i i always like had these interests that were kind of inside of me that i never like did or i guess had the courage to do because of that right so it like i just remember how hard it was for me to post a youtube video where i was like like i actually I, I'll never forget, like, when I posted it, it took me a full month to have the video and not post it. I put it out publicly for two days to then wait and let it, and then, like, then shared it to Instagram. And my body was, like, physically shaking because I was, like, so nervous yeah. of what everyone was going to think of, like, this college hockey player who just put a, a video out. I was like, why Isn't is that crazy? That <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be that way. No. Right? Like, it's actually sickening. It's like, that's, I mean, that's... That is like a telltale sign of what you could consider toxic culture. For sure. And like you, you talk about it's either the coach or the other guys. And it's like I, I would post vlogs at Bowdoin yeah. and I would get called in by the administration because really? of something that was in the vlog, which is that's a whole nother issue with like that yeah. school is super PC sure. and like, you know, everything has to be perfectly perfect in the video. Like, no, you know, like any sort of joke is like crossing the line. Like I literally yeah. have got, I got called into offices because of that, which is one thing. And that's like, I could care less, honestly. Yeah. Like if you're going to punish me, that sucks. But 
whatever because what everyone is really scared about is being ostracized from a locker room mm-hmm. and a team mm-hmm. like that's that's the bigger thing right like you care about what your coach thinks because like but when it comes down to it if if you can play like they don't yeah. really give a shit what you do off the ice you care about being ostracized from a team like if, if you're not getting invited to parties or hanging out with the boys or like <laughs> your weird. social life yeah. is your team when you're in college and in 100%. high school and if, if so, you're like the loser like if you feel like the loser, it's and there's nothing yeah. worse than it. You don't want to be that hundred percent. Hundred percent, and talks about. and it's hard with with like finding culture. I, I didn't play juniors, but yeah. I know it's even worse in juniors than it is in college. Yeah. Like you still do fines in college, and we're not like we didn't technically even we didn't technically find people because I, I don't know like you know rules and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> there's no sure. money. <laughs> yeah, no money going around, but yeah. you know you just have like fine sessions. And I mean, you can get roasted in fine Absolutely. sessions, like really, really badly. So that's where the, all the fear comes from. And that's why the hockey right now lacks so much individuality, um, so much branding. Nobody's commodifying themselves as like, a, like an independent brand, like beyond their team. Um, yeah. And that's why it lacks growth. Like, I think my favorite comparison that I've been making recently is like, are people, are people in China that are fans of basketball, are they fans of the Lakers or are they fans of LeBron James? Yeah, it's LeBron. Like, they know LeBron. Fa- yeah. Exactly. Like everyone knows LeBron. He's, he's people a might celebrity. not even know a hundred percent. And so it's like these these sports grow on the backs of individuals. Yeah. They don't grow on the on the backs of teams. No. You know, in the upper management. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like people to think like Tampa Bay, right? Back to back, and like they're back in the Cup Finals, mm-hmm. and they're like going for third straight. But like you asks. I mean, you could ask a, a random person on the street in the United States, like they don't know them about about ta- about Tampa Bay, and they'd have no idea. Yeah, they don't you know, know. They probably wouldn't be able to name a single player on the team, and they'd be like, "Wait, there's hockey in Tampa?" You know, like yeah, like, like the average how, person. Of course, the guy like hockey fans will know, but it's like you ask, right? You grab a random person on the street, they're not going to know someone on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Right, but if you ask, if you grab a random person, like right, so if you grab a random person on the street, you say, "Hey, do you know Steven, who Steven Stamkos yeah. is?" They'd be like. Hell no. Like, you ask him you ask him if they know who LeBron James is or even like, you know, Dwayne Wade who's retired yeah, now or like right. someone like that, they'll be like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah. hell yeah, dude. Yeah, and like Stamkos is one of like the best guys in the league the last fifteen years or however long he's been in, been right. in the league. I'm same to be said, you know, <laughs> like McDavid, Matthews, but I guarantee you yeah. someone who's not an avid hockey follower would have no idea who these people are. They probably wouldn't know McDavid. Yeah. And Which that's is wild. I mean, if hockey if <laughs> If people in the hockey world don't see that as an issue, that's a massive problem. No, it, it is. I I always think I, I like to compare it to how there's there's no celebrity in in hockey. Like every other right. sport, their their top athletes are celebrities. Like Tom Brady is a legend. Like everyone yeah. knows Tom Brady. He's 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 a goat. Or like or you yeah. hate him. You know, like whatever yeah. it is. You all oh, you know he's him. a celebrity. Everyone knows him. They know his wife, his yeah. family. He's kissing his son, you know. It's a huge deal. But like, you go to hockey, and I'm like, who? Who is a? There's no celebrity in hockey. Like, what's the closest thing you can find? Like maybe Ovechkin. But it's like, I guess is he really like? It's so. Then I always compare it to Conor McGregor, and hockey always promotes this like robotic interview. They if you show personality, you're gonna get shit on by the media, and then you're gonna get called into the office, and be like, hey, you can't say things like that. You know, it's a bad right. look. You get fined. Yeah, yeah. By the team and by, like, the coaches are going to be pissed. Upper management is going right. to tell you. They're going to slap you on the wrist and be like, don't do that again. But you take Conor McGregor, 
who is arguably the most famous athlete in the world, he's not Conor McGregor because he's a nice, humble guy. Mm-mm. You know, he's an arrogant piece of shit and yells right. funny things, and everyone loves him. <laughs> it's like, yeah, even at this point when he's like probably never going to win another fight, and he's yeah. still like talking all that shit. Yeah, <laughs> and he's still the most famous athlete out there because yeah, he just has that charisma. And when you shut down someone's charisma and personality, it's it's not good for them, but it's not good for the sport either. Like let let it let it shine. Like I feel like hockey needs a little more controversy. You know, like as bad as it is to say, but like they they need something, Dude, someone to say something look, stupid. You know what? Look, 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 look at what Conor McGregor did for the sport of UFC. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm, Dude, that sport was like. People like you think of USC now. It's like oh Saturday night UFC. Oh I'm paying for the fights. Yeah let's like let's bet on a few people. Like it didn't used to be that mainstream where everyone's no. like oh you watching the fights tonight. Like Conor McGregor made it mainstream. He did 100. percent And and that's like you talk about like uh, hurting the growth of hockey. I, like I'm pretty. I I read this article and I was looking at the, the statistics in comparison like the NBA in comparison to the NHL and like. They were grossing around the same thing in the 90s. Like yeah. the leagues were similar size and they were making the same amount of money. And what you saw over the next, you know, three decades was hockey basically just plateau. Yeah. And the you can NBA, go down, dude. boom. You can go down, yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, Gary Vee made a post about it once. He does those things like um, overrated or underrated. And I just mm. happened to click on it one day and someone said like the NHL or hockey. And mm-hmm. he was like underrated because hockey has terrible marketing. He was like, <laughs> he's like the NHL and hockey is like a super. It's it's like one. It's the most entertaining sport. Like even Gary Vee said this, and he's like, he's not a hockey guy, but he's like, it's one of yeah. the most entertaining sports. But they have terrible marketing, where it's like it used to be, say like football, baseball, basketball is ahead of it. It used to be absolutely the fourth sport mm-hmm. in popularity wise, but he's like now it's dropping. I would even say six, seven, eight. Yeah, it's just like yeah. obviously UFC, MMA surpassed it. Like boxing, dude. Ahead. Soccer, soccer is officially passed it. Soccer's I saw that. For sure. I, I put that in a, I put that in a TikTok the other day, yeah. and someone's like, "Soccer did not pass hockey in American popularity." I'm like, "Yes, it did. It did. Yes, it did." It, like obviously worldwide because it's huge in Europe, but in America, it's it's seemingly passed it in popularity. Yeah, and I think that that also has. Like I think you're taking when those studies are done, they're also t- yeah. they're not taking into account like just MLS versus NHL. They're yeah. taking into account the actual national popularity of the sport, like mm-hmm. how many kids are signing up to play it. Yeah, you know, across the entire country, like people also forget hockey's still like mostly. I mean, there's teams everywhere, but it's still mostly for the youth a northeastern sport. Yeah, it it is, and it's it's so expensive to play it too. Where it's like soccer, you just go outside and kick a soccer ball, and you can get good at it. Right. Like hockey, you need to buy all this equipment, the stick, the skates, the helmet. You know, it's it's just a lot of money there. It's so hard to access. And it's hard to access an ice rink unless you have some money. So that's that's yeah. an issue too where it's it's just too hard to access it. But if if you worked on growing the popularity of it, then the urge and the like the willingness to go buy it would be more mm-hmm. for like a parent yeah. to spend the money be like, Oh, my kids really wants to play hockey. We'll make it happen. But yeah. A hundred percent. I think like the ice ice time is one thing. Like that's something that's, you know, it's pretty difficult. Yeah. I mean, I'm down in Tennessee right now. A lot of people play roller. Oh, I'm sure. Um, you know, it's less of a financial commitment. Like you're not going to be paying for ice, which is, you know, ridiculous, especially in these hotter States. 
that's something you can't really do a lot about because it costs so much to, to upkeep the upkeep on ice costs a lot. Right. Yeah. But one thing that I think is just kind of starting to be in, but like needs it, uh, there's a lot of room for growth is this gear does not need to cost this much. No, it doesn't. And it's, it's absurd that, I mean, it really comes from the fact that, I mean, you know, it's not a monopoly because you got two big dogs, but what do you call it? An oligopoly or something like that. Yeah. Um, where there's like, you know, they, they basically run the market, right? So you have CCM and Bauer. I mean, sure. You have Sh- Sherwood who's they I'm used, pretty sure they're not even, I, I feel like they, they might still be around, but no one buys it. <laughs> yeah, sure. What, like they just did, yeah. I saw them just do, they're trying to do, I mean, they're taking the right approach. They're starting to do all these shoots with influencers. I saw them shoot with the hockey guys and, and I, Pavel actually, Barber. I did see that. That's right. Yeah, but, and I just, I'm actually, I just started working with, um, I'm really excited, I just started working with uh, Verbero. You remember Verbero from back in the day? They did, like, hockey socks that had, like, the Vs on the back of them. Oh, And, yeah. like, that you'd wear under your skates. Yeah. So, so, uh, so Andy Sutton, like, 15-year NHL vet, he yeah. was all over the place, played for, like, six, seven different teams. Um, he just purchased it in 2019, and he's, like, really revamping it, doing all, like, he's doing... All types of gear, all custom gear. They actually have like the lightest stick on the market right now that they're Damn. that they're doing like custom graphics on, and then they're still designing skates. Um, but they got gloves, pants. You know, they do custom jerseys and socks and everything. Yeah, um, but like he's he's a huge advocate of it too. It's like there needs to be if there's more people competing from 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 uh, like a equipment standpoint yeah. because popularity of hockey is increasing, right? So if you have the demand increasing like more people need gear then you're going to have more people that are coming into the industry trying to fulfill that demand right yeah 100%. like as demand increases people are going to see more opportunity this is like yep. the, your one-on-one economics that you can get when you go to college yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> more suppliers will come in and they'll even out that price hopefully you get so many suppliers that the, the price is going to lower for people um yeah you'd think but i mean bauer and ccm have such a stronghold on it and they their margins like <laughs> dude if people saw the margins for these for these companies like yeah. they they, they'd feel like they're getting ripped off every time they, they oh, bought a stick. For sure. 100%. Yeah. It, it, it sucks. But, the, yeah, that is one issue. I, the, obviously, the other issue being, like, not letting people, like, a player or a guy express himself. In particular, like, for a social media guy who, like, wants to, like, a guy who wants to be different or show. Like, because there are, there are a lot of creative people in hockey. Mm-hmm. And... We're in any sport, but I like obviously I have my experience in hockey in particular where I see like there's a handful of guys on every team where they're super creative, whether it's they can sing, they they, they do art, like whatever it may be, the mother they do videos and they just don't tell anyone. They're afraid mm-hmm. to tell anyone. They just never and yeah. like, so many people on my team even would come up to me and tell me because I'm the I'm the idiot that's doing it in the public eye, you know, like, I, so they'll come up and feel comfortable to tell me that, like what they do or show me what they do, yeah. And they'll never do it because that loud, the loud minority in the locker room, yeah. Because they're the loud ones, shut shut yeah. it down. How, what do you think? How do we? How do you change that in your opinion? Like going forward, like what are things that would need to change? I think that. Well, so I have like two answers to this. So my per my like in my personal experience, yeah. how that kind of changed is when I started when I started making vlogs. I used, I dude I I literally had teammates slap the camera out of my hand. Really? 
like when I started making vlogs, like that's how bad it was. Like wow. it was literally like, what, what the fuck is this kid doing? You know? Yeah. And that was when I, I mean, I was getting help. I dude, I got healthy scratched every game my freshman year. So it's like, I had some free time, you know, yeah. like, so you were the like, young oh, guy gonna... on the team too. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, yeah, I guess. So I repeated a year, but I actually could have started school a year later. Like that's mm-hmm. where my birthday was. So I was like almost a natural freshman. Like, when yeah. even a, even at the division three level at this point in NASCAR, like dude, everyone's everyone and their brothers in age out. Like yeah, it, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, it was uh, it was it was it was nuts. And then I started doing it. So then I, I actually started vlogging with, with the baseball team. That's like okay. the first time where I was actually putting out finished vlogs. And people around, I mean, tiny school, Bowdoin's eighteen hundred students. People around there, they started thinking it was cool. And like the girls across team started wanting to be in vlogs mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. And so then, like, once it started to kind of get cool around campus, then the hockey guys were like, oh, yeah. I want to be like, cool okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll be in this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll be in this vlog. Like, people are actually watching yeah. these. Like, I guess at one point, people started making drinking games to the vlogs. Like, <laughs> it was pretty. <clears throat> that's sweet. It was, it, yeah, it was fun. And then, so that's how that changed, right? Like, when people actually see the potential of these things, like, when yeah. you're actually sharing the personalities of, of, of who you are, who the people are on your team and you're developing characters around that and kind of storytelling like these behind the scenes, right? Yeah. Like whether you call it or not, like Pat, every time you do a behind the scenes vlog, like you're telling the story of what it's like to be a professional hockey player at that level, or you're telling the story of what it's supposed to be like, or what it's like to be a division one hockey player for the university of Maine. Um, And beyond that, what your teammates are like and kind of what that entire dynamic is within the team. Right. Um, and when people see that that's cool and it's actually received well and it's it's things, this is content and, and these personalities yeah. that people want to see, they start to change their minds pretty quick. And the yeah, people that sure. don't are the ones that are actually the most jealous, oh, wishing yeah. they were doing something like that. They just don't have the courage um, to do it. Yeah. I think, honestly, like you say you said people that... Uh, people like people would come to you and feel safe, you know, yeah. telling them about some artistic ability they have or some other dimension because right. Everyone looks at hockey players as one dimensional characters, like yep. athletes. Huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but I think more people like, and I'm not saying we're like the saviors of the sport, but I think more people that are outspoken like us that actually are an outlet for these athletes to come to and be like, Hey, what would you think if I like share this? And if, you know, if we're someone who's like, if we're that one voice that's pushing them to do it and like it gives them enough support to like say, fuck it, I'm putting something out there for sure. Like that could be the difference. So I honestly think like individual creator to individual creator, like the more you have people putting themselves out there and supporting kind of that avenue of people individualizing themselves, you know, showing more dimensions to themselves. I'm actually acting as a, an individual or a person, the better it's going to get. Because definitely. you're seeing more and more success stories, right? Yeah, there is. It, there, there definitely is. There, where there isn't, though, which pisses me off. So I was obviously, like, as a D1 college hockey player, I was the only one to, to do it. I was the first to do it. And I actually, my brother's teammates actually would verbally said to him, like, I thought your brother was like an idiot. Like I was like, what is this guy doing? And then fast forward a year and he's like, all of a sudden he's like, oh, he's a genius. Said this to my brother. And I was like, what the, like what a douchebag one. But like, yeah, yeah, like sure. 
but so it's like yeah it does take like some to a person to see like a success for it to like be okay where in your head you know that what the potential is already so like you've already seen that and that's the problem is like when you're scared to do it not everyone can see your vision so if you go tell someone about it they'll be like yeah Mm -hmm. like shut up you're 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 an idiot for that but so just do it honestly is like the point if you're if you're listening to this and you're like college athlete or a hockey player in particular like just don't be afraid to do it because i'm still now the only d1 college hockey player to to ever do it like no one has done it since me and it just pisses me off in a way because i would get so many like dms from from high-end hockey players that would be like hey i want to make a vlog i'd be like do it nothing they haven't done it great like because it's i think it's harder if you're at a high level like college in any at at any whether it's d1 or d3 but it's just like there's that pressure that you're that you need to be a hockey player because it's it's a high level of hockey and it's like right but at the same time man, and that you're gonna you're gonna be looked at as not serious if there's like if this is another thing that you're doing right i mean because it is a time i mean pat i'm sure you can speak to it you've been more consistent on youtube way more consistent than i ever was like it's a time commitment oh yeah right like it's it's another job so like if you, you know, if you're a division one athlete, you know, you're already treating the sport like a job. It definitely, it definitely is a time commitment. And sometimes that can be what like dissuades some, someone from doing it. Yeah. Um, but if it's something that you're passionate about and something that like you're actually interested in, like the work should never be something that dissuades you. So more oftentimes than not, like what you're saying, what it points to is that people are just scared to take that first step. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it, it dude, it, it does suck because like you, you you've seen the success of it, but for some reason, like hockey culture just kind of continues yeah. to stay on the same route. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. They don't want to be that guy to do it, even though they want to. It. I I do I do like hope it changes. I just want to see more people doing it. Like uh, I don't know. I, I like I do know how hard it is, but like take like look at me as an example. Like I was a I was a draft pick, and like mm-hmm. di- like yeah. easily that's the that's the biggest pressure of all. Like I'm a draft pick. I'm supposed to be this hockey player. And what, like, how can I go do something creative that's like weird? And I honestly just said, fuck it. Like, yeah. And if if, I'm just saying, like, if I can do that, then why, like, why can't you? If it's something, and I promise you, you're going to be, you'll be happier as a person if you get that, like, weight off your shoulders and just do what you want to do and be who you are rather than pretend to be, like, that generic, like, hockey guy who's kind of, puts the douchebag persona on the and then the humble yeah. persona in the public like robot Bro, you figure out you figure out who your friends are real quick when you oh, do yeah. something like that right like but that's what's that's what's great about it i think like andy Sutton just told me, said this the other day he's like 
you know, if you live by the truth, you never have to remember a lie. Like if you live by yeah. just who you are, right? Like if yeah. you just be honest with yourself, then you don't have to fake like this character that you don't actually want to be. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to have fake friends around you because like you're showing who you truly are. And so you're going to see who stays and see, see who goes. Yeah. Which is um, important. And there, there's value in having that small circle, yes. right? Like, sure, you can be the most popular guy, have a million friends. Like, that's great. But only two or three of those are real friends. Yeah. You know, but stick around through thick and thin. The rest of them are acquaintances that are also in love with either your popularity or, or the fact that you're a good player or whatever the hell it is, you know? Yeah. So, it's yeah, I mean, it's, dude, hope, it's a rocky Yeah, you road. just hope it can change. Like, honestly, because you know there's... You know, there's going to be people like not even speaking up, probably watching this video, just waiting, being like, I should do it. I should do it. And they're like, they're, like, I just hope yeah. that they do, you know, <laughs> like, I hope yeah. that more people just take the, just have the courage to do it. And like, don't get so blinded by like what you're supposed to be. Like, I, I, I hope hockey, I feel like hockey's even more than other sports, like in the locker room, more so like you have to be this way, like. I feel like there's mm -hmm. more, there's, well, there's definitely more. There's more YouTubers and TikTokers, and whatever you want to call it, social media guys in other sports, like mm -hmm. way, way more. Oh, 100%. So Especially football. Like the mi mixtape culture of yeah. basketball. Like everybody yeah. in high school has a mixtape going on, going on mm -hmm. on Instagram and TikTok. And like, dude, Bronny James is on his story 24-7. He's going live. Like this guy's yeah. a high school they basketball player. I mean... Mm -hmm. Baseball, like the baseball culture, the amount of baseball TikTokers I see breaking down their bullpens, like the Prince of Juco, the King of Juco, like all these guys yeah. that are making baseball content, you know, with like professional leaguers down to high schoolers and them collaborating together. And it's like it humanizes these athletes, right? Yes. Like if you see Austin Matthews like going out because this happens, like I know that there are high level high school players that train with professional players, mm -hmm. you know, on the same sheet doing skill sessions together. Like, I know that happens, but you never see it. Yeah. But it's, it's like something like that humanizes these heroes. Like, these people at the top of their sport. Yeah. It's like, oh, dude, he's just another kid. Yeah, he's yeah just, he he's made just it. He's a guy. Like, he's a, he's a, yeah, he's a freak. Like, he's insanely talented, but, like, he's just a dude. He's a, he's a guy who works really hard. Right. And if and, you show people that, that's like, show people, have, especially if you're at the highest level, you can have someone film you easily. It doesn't have dude. to be you filming yourself. You know? It doesn't even cost like like for them it costs nothing. Yeah. Like you could have it for them like if you're at the highest level you could literally have a videographer following you around twenty four seven and it would cost you like I don't know a couple of games maybe a game pay like games pay like for yeah. a freaking entire scene you know what I mean like that's what's crazy about it like if you had the if I had the financial ability to have a videographer following oh. me around twenty four seven be so easy. oh my god oh my god my yeah. content my content would be so consistent I would yeah. never have to feel guilty again no I did not put something out I know. I, I think the same way. I'm like, man, because vlogging yourself gets so stale and because it's Dude. so much work. <laughs> Exhausting. You could afford to just pay someone, hey, just film me and edit my videos. You know, it's like, how would it make a difference? But that's Dude, I mean, like just, people don't even understand. People don't understand. No. Like if you're doing something and you're moving the camera to multiple spots and you're walking past oh, the camera out the door and then you have to come <laughs> back in and get the camera and then move it out to wherever you're For walking to. For a five to. second clip. <laughs> oh my god dude yeah, yeah. like literally Five all his work and it's not like it's not like fun work it's like tedious like okay yeah. i just walked past the camera 20 feet now i gotta go back and get it so i can set up the next shot 
to make yeah. it look like I'm not just holding the camera all day. Yeah. Even though I am holding the camera all day. Yeah. It's, it's, but it adds some dynamic to it. It's tough. Um, let's, let's talk your social media in particular um, and kind of how it's led you down different avenues. So you, I know yeah. you started on YouTube by making vlogs, but where you really kind of had your biggest success was TikTok. So right. were you on TikTok early? How did you get started on that? Uh, yeah, dude, I was not a earlier. I don't, I don't even like the first one I made was like a duet mm-hmm. to a sound and it was the dumbest video. I, f- I hope I deleted it by now, but, <laughs> but it like, it gave me the con, like it did kind of well, it gave me the confidence to like keep making videos yeah. on TikTok. Um, and, uh, it wasn't until, but it wasn't until that next, that happened during the summer and it wasn't until that next season, really what like started to pop off was we did at celebration compilations. Oh, um, right, right. I remember those. Yeah, yeah. So we just, we were doing like, just, you know, like all the most embellished hockey celebrations you can think of. And we just did like part one, part two, part three. We kept doing them. And those, I mean, those were literally at the skates where it was like healthy scratches, get a morning practice <laughs> like on Fridays. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I was just like, all right, if I'm going to be out here, like I might as well, I got open ice after this practice. Like I might as well fuck around and like make something, do something. There. Yeah. Like. I mean, I'm having fun, right? So, and I'd like convince, so that was easier to convince the guys to be in, right? Like they had their helmet on, like no one knew who they were. They're comfortable on the ice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They know to do hockey. Yeah. Right. (laughs) More comfortable. Right. So (laughs) like those started, I mean, I think the first one we did got like 2.7 million views. It's crazy. And then you're just like, just keep doing that, I guess. Like this is, this is pretty good buzz. So I think we did like. I don't know, made it on seven parts and then uh, kind of stuck with that hockey that hockey niche because that's the fastest way to grow if you don't know this. Like uh, TikTok hates variation, which is just part of my problem now. It's like I'm kind of I – lo- I love creating social media around hockey, but like I'm ready to also step away from it. Like I'm still doing stuff in hockey. I'm still doing stuff with You Stoked. Like that's a wax company and I'm working with Verbero, which does hockey equipment, stuff like that. And like I'm going to be doing you know their content. But like, I don't want myself to necessarily be known as like just a hockey creator. Oh, I feel that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, like on a deep level. Eh? Yeah, trust like, me. It's- because it's like it really is restricting, right? Like, there's gonna come a point where, I mean, or just if you have interests outside of hockey, fuck, like it's, it's normal. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like I have interests in in movies and acting and like comedy and even though I'm not that funny like I'm situationally funny but if I wrote something like I could not be funny if I tried I feel like like, I feel like you could surprise yourself like when you're when you're in that moment like being a character that's not you you know Mm -hmm. like you don't have a you don't feel you need to hold back in any way because you you, when you're playing a character like you know you you're making fun of people that you know in a sense or people that you've experienced with and you're like I know they're stupid. Like what yeah. they're the way that they're acting is so dumb that I'm going to exaggerate it. So you act like them. You're not afraid right, to you like be stupid True. and embarrassing. Cause like it's a, for comedic purpose. Right. I think that's where I think I could, I'm okay with the acting side of it. Cause I think that's reactionary. Like, okay, I'm taking on a role. Like, I think I could play that, but I think if I were to write, like you have, like you write scripts like for some of your videos that are like fucking hilarious. Like the one dude, my, one of my favorite ones is like your brothers. Like yeah. when you like went to all your brothers and like yeah, the people like in your family. One. Holy <laughs> shit, dude, that was so funny. But like, I think for me, like 
I don't know where that line is that I should tow. Like, where I'm like, I'm going to go past, and people are like, well, that's just kind of fucked up. (laughs) You know? (laughs) No, absolutely. (laughs) But, like, but nonetheless, like, having, it's okay to have other interests, right? So, but, I mean, yeah, TikTok kind of took on that hockey player, and then I got in really good shape at one point, so... Then it became like thirst trap hockey (laughs) and then it became like disco roller skating. And then, so it's kind of taken on like short shorts, crop top disco roller skating, but like has some takes on hockey. And then recently I've just been, you know, posting if I feel like posting because I've got so so many other things going on that it's not, I want to get back and I want to be consistent on TikTok. Like it is it is a focus of mine, but it's not the make or break for me. Like, if I'm not posting every day on TikTok, I'm not. It's not like I'm losing mega, like major opportunities, um, in the realm that I want to head. Yeah, if that makes sense. What, so, what is the realm that you want to head? So, I have like a, I've, I have like a two part answer for this. I think like the immediate realm is um, I want to do more serious like serious commercial acting. Like I mm-hmm. want to be, I want to be in feature films. I'd love to land a TV series. Like that's the goal. Um, and like last year I had the opportunity to lead in a, in a feature film. I played a, I played a San Diego surfer, um, in a movie called what's my name again. And, uh, it should be premiering hopefully at a film festival this September, but, um, we're also figuring out distribution. So it should be coming out pretty soon, which is exciting. Oh yeah. Um, but I think in the like the immediate direction for me is 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 acting. That's where I want to go, um, which is completely detached from like you know hockey content and hockey creation. Sure. Um, and then I definitely see myself. I started my own production company, so I'm doing a lot of freelance work. You know, downtown here, working with musicians and artists and stuff like that. But I, I think I definitely see myself as more of like in the long term, like directing and producing and and doing things to that extent behind yeah. the camera. Um, I also, like, I want to be in front of the camera. Like, I want to, like, live that art form of becoming another character and, like, completely absorbing yourself into 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 playing that role, yeah. a role, whatever it is. Um, and, like, I'm taking acting classes now, like, weekly, and, um, you know, trying to I have a manager out in L.A. His name's Dino May, and so I've been working with him. And so that's that's, like... That's what I'm trying to get going. I definitely need to get out west, but uh, I think long term, like something with my production company or something, yeah, in that yeah. realm. I think we have very similar goals. We we, we always talk. Gonna, we always talk yeah. about collaborating, and so we we got to make it happen. <laughs> we got to link. We got to link. Because <laughs> like we got to link. We got we have a same uh, like long term like goal. I feel like just, yeah, because you were in a movie last winter. Right? Yeah, and it sadly got like postponed indefinitely because we had a COVID outbreak on. It was in uh, yeah. November, December, twenty twenty, and we had a huge right. outbreak. It, and so I don't know if it'll ever come back, but that <clears throat> it, <coughs> sorry that gave me such a confidence, like because I I got that it was a hockey movie, and I got the role based off of me making, and I had just started doing them then, like comedic hockey videos on YouTube. And right. just the fact that it got me that and like had those people believe in me was like, damn, so there's something, there's something there. And right. so then I really kind of started making skits and sketches more. So it's like, and that's like where I'm most happy with my content. Like when I'm doing that stuff, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like 
thriving in that moment. Like I love it where I get a little bored now with like vlogging hockey. I love making fun of yeah. hockey. <laughs> like I love acting yeah. the douchebag hockey player for comedic purposes. I think it's fun. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> like, but to, to do like my long-term goal is not to be like the, the hockey guy, like the guy who talks or just vlogs hockey about his career and stuff like that. That, that bores me, you know, which I feel like right. you kind of have that similar mindset where you're like, you don't want to just be the hockey guy on TikTok. You want to show people what you can do. Yeah. Like you're, you're creative. Like, I mean, dude, I don't even, and I don't even have a career to talk about, you know, yeah. like you know, I'm a, I'm a beer leaguer, like <laughs> straight up, you know? Yeah. So, uh, like you still have a career to talk about, but I, but I definitely, I definitely hear what you're saying. Like after you do something so much, like if you do something so many times, like it becomes formulaic yeah. and when something becomes formulaic, it can get boring. Oh, absolutely. Right. Like, like you've made, I don't even know how many vlogs, yeah. but if you're just vlogging to you, even though they're different, they feel the same. Yeah. To you, it's the same. You're cause you're just vlogging your same day that feels the same every single day. <laughs> right. Especially like, for, for, to other people, it's like, yeah, to other people, like people look for minute differences. Sorry. My dog is starting to whine cause he wants to go outside. <laughs> um, like people look for my new differences and like maybe something that you you do different in preparation for a game or like yeah. oh you hang out with this guy before this guy after which is different than last time but like in all reality nothing's really changing and no. especially in like how you're creating the video the editing's the same and, it, and that becomes yeah. tedious because it's like oh okay this this and then my intro and then this and then my okay <laughs> outro and then you're like fuck okay i made a vlog which is great. Like it feels good to put something out there and get satisfied. Like you get the satisfaction from the viewers that are watching. You yeah. get the likes. You get you know comments and like you, dude. Like I don't even think you've put out that many TikToks, but your TikToks have kicked ass when you put them out there. And like that's what can be dangerous about that app is like immediate satisfaction. Yeah, it's, like, thousands of people like. And when you don't, and when like because TikTok's unpredictable. Like when you have one flop, you're like fuck. Get all dude, yeah, <laughs> like, damn it. and it like destroys your identity. Like, oh, I'm not that good. I'm yeah. not that good, dude. It's it's yeah. tough, like, cause uh, like you're saying, the repetitiveness of it, and like uh, vlogging. Like, I know that if I vlog hockey, that it will do well on YouTube, but it, right. it's not what I want to do. Honestly, it's just not. So it's right. like, I had, and I'm finally at the point now where I'm I'm okay with kind of like taking a step backwards in views to go forward with what I want to do because oh, yeah. which is a hard thing to do, man, <laughs> because you get so dude, hundred percent. It's so like you, cause once you have had that success of like getting views, then you don't cause it's not that, mm -hmm. what you're typically putting out, you're like, Oh fuck. But right. it's like, whatever, you know, like if you're not enjoying it, don't do it. But it's like, so that, uh, that repetitiveness is, is, is definitely tough. And to know that like, it's easy to get stuck in that pattern if you know you're going to get views, I feel like. And that, yeah. like the vlog, I, I always get these comments where like, do more like game day vlogs. I'm like, what do you, what do you think I'm doing? Like a game day is yeah. the most repetitive day. I do yeah. nothing on game day. Like, yeah, it's the most, it's the most boring day. Probably <laughs> do the same exact thing every game day. And everyone's like, more yeah. game day vlogs. I'm like, man, like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad you enjoy them. Like, I, like, I do appreciate the people watching them, but it's like, man, like, I can't do more game day vlogs. Of course. I don't know, like, it's the same thing, but. Well, well yeah, dude, I mean, you wouldn't be making, you wouldn't be making the game day vlogs, like, if, if your fans didn't enjoy them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, 
that's that's what it's come to. It's like you make them now because you have you've collected this fan base set and they yeah. all support you in making this style of video. So you're like, okay, because I want to make them happy because like yeah. you know I look at myself as a creator now. Like I am gonna take that into account. Like my audience wants this, right? Yeah. It, it, and there's like there's a fine line to find with that. Like if you are if you don't care anything about your audience and you're just sharing things like. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to be successful. Like you do have to listen yeah. to a certain extent to like what people are 100%. saying. But w- the note that you made is is an is an important note for anyone who's looking to get into this. Is like if you develop a following, being a hockey player and doing yeah. game day vlogs, you have to realize that if your long term goal is to um, have a cooking channel, yeah, like y- you developing three hundred thousand followers from doing hockey stuff is going to have absolutely no carryover. Yeah when you decide it's time to start doing a cooking channel. Yeah, it so really doesn't. You're going to have to take massive steps backwards, if not start all over, yeah. to start a new niche. And like you have to be okay with that. Yeah. The good thing is, if you start creating a spe- one specific style, and you learn about the algorithms of these platforms, and you learn about... Um, you know, you're you're learning about editing. You're learning about different camera functions and different styles and different lenses and whatnot, right? Or just how to be on camera, right? The first time you're talking to a camera, you're like, God fucking damn it, this feels weird. And then once you've been vlogging for three months, you're like, that's my best friend. I talk to that guy all the time. Like, yeah. I talk to him like a human, and it's just a lens, yeah, yeah. which is, like, insane. <laughs> um, like, when you learn all of those things, then it is repetitive. So it's like, if you if you now, right, you now want to go, you, you want to go in an act direction, you, you enjoy writing skits, you enjoy doing all that if you didn't start by doing all this creative these creative things with what you were passionate at the time which is um which is hockey specifically then you wouldn't have the arsenal and the tools to expand into other areas so you've enabled yourself not only have you have you gained a following and you have something to fall back on like if you just wanted to be a hockey creator the rest of your life you could yeah and you could probably start you know you could keep going with hockey specific podcasts and like you know be the next spit and chicklets and then brand yourself and have like custom jerseys going out and yeah you could do all that right you know drop in at clinics and give you could you could Absolutely. probably get paid to be a speaker at these at these different clinics and camps and you know go um, like all that could be there yeah but now you also have the ability to go and try whatever else hell else you want to do because you know how to to operate in this no, space absolutely it's that's that's so true that's one of the things like i was doing that podcast with trap oilers there and it was so hockey specific that it bored me like i was bored by mm. my own voice talking i'm like because i don't like as easy as i i, I say it's easy because i've already built like the hockey audience like as easy as i would be to be the hockey guy and just do hockey talk hockey all the time it's not me that's not what i'm i'm not gonna be that guy that's for someone else you know maybe that's for trav right and but at the same time like you like you said like if i don't if i didn't do all that vlogging like i if you honestly if i showed you like videos of me doing like interviews in in high school and just doing videos Mm -hmm. in high school you would be like that's not the same person like I was, dude. I think I've seen. I've, have you included that in a couple of vlogs? Like I, you I in did high school. I did when I did a reacting to my high school hockey highlights. Yeah, I did a. Yeah. I posted the interview, in there. Right. It was bad, man. Yeah. Like, but I cringe at myself, but at the same time, I'm like, damn, like, I've completely like grown, and that's because 
I just started talking to a camera. And then 100%. all of a sudden, like, because of that, I started, I had like a baseline acting ability because I was able to talk to a camera. And then it's like, mm-hmm. over the years, like I start, like my vlogs were always kind of me trying, like not even trying, it's just being sarcastic and witty. That's just the way I talk. And because I was doing that and trying to make people laugh, like in a vlog, then it kind of transfers over to me doing like comedy sketches because it's like, all right, this is was like making people laugh. Like there's a there's a baseline skill set there that I wouldn't have had if if I didn't uh, do 100%. that vlog. And that that's with anyone like who do like you doing video too. Like you're you, like you probably had a baseline acting ability. Like you got casted in a movie because you're just used to talking to right. a camera. Yeah, you know, like it, you right. just know how to like express emotion in that moment. 100% and it's like that's gonna play for you that's why no matter what you're doing like and first of all if you're chasing a passion like it's okay to be switching yeah like right now I'm working I'm working jobs right I'm like I'm working for other companies yeah. and I'm working freelance jobs and like but if you're chasing something that you're passionate about it's not abnormal to be switching jobs or positions like every couple of months no, because you're yeah. finding something that's gonna get you one step closer and one step closer um, but the, the main, the main thing you need to do if you're doing something like that, like if you're jumping from topic to topic or job to job or whatever is to take, you have to take every morsel, my dog's singing, you have, to, you have to take every morsel of, of that, uh, of that job, of what you can get from it Yeah. and, and use it as you, as you go on. Right. You're just building the skills. It's like a hundred percent. Cause like you as an editor now, that makes you more approachable to, to like, when you talk about this from a business standpoint, it makes you more approachable to, to brands. If yeah. you know how to edit and you know how to sell something, like no one's going to like, no one, people look at Matthews right now because he's Austin Matthews, right? Yeah. But no one's going to look at just a normal Division One hockey player and be like, holy shit, we got to partner with this kid because yeah. he's got this many points in Division One hockey. No. They might look at a Division One hockey player that does well and knows how to edit and can sell a product and can talk to a camera because they're getting an all-in-one package there. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, and as you go on, that's that's going to continue, right? Like you go on, you go into the acting world, you you might start getting brand deals for you know like teeth whitening, or you might yeah. start getting brand deals for you know some, the some greens thing that you you drink to start every day so you can feel great or something you know something more lifestyleish because now you know you're in the acting space or in the comedy space or you know maybe you're supposed to promote some comedy club and they they look at you and and everything you're able to do so the fact that you are a full product production team like in house mm-hmm. and you can and you can put out attractive ads for these companies like it's just going to serve you well in the long run um yeah, I'd agree. I think uh, I saw an interview where Portnoy was talking about the Caller Daddy. Um, I forget the lead blonde girl. Alex, yeah. Yeah. How he was like, she had a reel for her podcast or whatever. And he was like, who edited this? And she was like, I did. And he was like, oh, you're hired. Because yeah. like, he didn't yeah. have to worry about an editing team or whatever. Like she had skills. So it, it, right. it definitely can go a long way. And that's a, that's a great point for anyone also listening who feels like oh i don't know how to do that so i can't do that i have to find someone to do that for me that whoever has that mindset is like don't wait for other people because it's it's gonna take way longer than you realize like you just kind of have to take matters into your own hands a lot of times like i don't know for you like did you how much editing experience you had when you started vlogging and stuff Zero. yeah same like i i learned i was on my iphone i look at the first video i posted i'm like dude this 
I had these really long, slow transitions and shit. I'm like, you just learn trial and error and YouTube tutorials, and you just all of a sudden you know how to edit. Like, you fast forward 100%. three years, four years now for me, and it's like, damn, like, yeah, I've, now I know how to edit way better than I did then just from doing it. So, yeah. That's a good point. Dude, I started on a free program called DaVinci Resolve, yeah. and it was like my computer crashed like every 20 minutes. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, now, now, like, I look at my edits for like a restaurant promo, and I'm like, holy shit, like, I'm actually not that bad at this anymore. <laughs> yeah, and you know how to use a camera, you're like, you yeah. have that like cinematic eye now of like what looks good in like a camera. It's you just learn how to do oh, it. Oh, dude, YouTube University, baby. That's like yeah. that's that's the thing, dude. And it's like, oh, like I need to make enough money to pay for an editor and a videographer. Yeah, it's yeah. go on YouTube, look it up, get a basis. Bro, our cameras film in 4K. Like, yeah. first of all, you don't even need to be putting things out in 4K. It's ridiculous that <laughs> yeah, no. people are doing that. It's like we watch yeah. everything on our phones. Like yeah. HT's good, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like. Just use your phone and start because <laughs> you're actually going to learn through the process of doing. You're not going to like you, you can't learn everything from just watching like like no. 100 YouTube videos and then all of a sudden be a pro editor. Like you need yeah. to do it a piece at a time. And every time you edit, you're going to learn something a little bit new and then you're going to put that out and then you're going to go back and edit another video. And then you're going to already have that in your arsenal and then you're going to do another trick. Yep. And then, you know, after editing 100 videos, you're going to have 100 new tips and tricks. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you also need a brand to hire someone to do that work for you it's like that's what i feel like people always want to skip that whole phase they just want to be the success you know and it's like mm -hmm. you kind of need you need to do it on your own you have to build yourself to a point where like someone would want to edit for you or work for you you know Dude. yeah it's yeah because it's that's like the art of attraction right like yeah. if someone believes in what you're doing like they're much more likely to come and actually be a part of your team without you getting nickel and dimed, right? Yeah. Because like you can pay someone, but if someone think if someone if you haven't created anything or created yeah. a brand for yourself, even if you're paying them, they're gonna be like, Yeah. They're not gonna be super joke, motivated right? like, to like do it for you if there's no like reward, you know? No. It's like and even for yourself too, you're like you're gonna be wasting money. Is you Yeah. yeah. Oh, so much money. Like what's the point so of putting out a high highly like produced, like well edited video for nobody to watch you know it's like yeah you gotta for, for nobody to watch and yeah. when you're probably not even you're not great on camera at that point because you don't have the yeah. practice yeah exactly so i there's a yeah. there's a path i think for a reason because of all the growth in the path like you need to right get all those skills first to then be ready for the next step which and in part and part of that's like you, like you, you a good point you made was people just want to be the success yeah and that's like the antithesis of how you become successful is like falling in love with an outcome mm -hmm. right if you fall in love if you're attached to an outcome or a title mm -hmm. or something like oh i just i want to be rich right cool everyone wants to be rich right with what with whatever it is like financially or happiness or family just rich you want to be rich in life right great but you need to fall in love with the process and the journey that it takes to get there. You can't fall in love with the outcome because falling in love with the outcome will, will do you no good. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Like, especially you can't fall. with views, like that's a views thing too. You fall, if you fall in love with the outcome and getting views, if you're not getting views, you're going to get discouraged. Like it's that same thing. Cause the, mm -hmm. if you fall in love with the process of it, if you truly enjoy what you're doing, then mm -hmm. the outcome will happen. And it's not as you're not as you're not attached to it. Cause you, 
you're doing what you love anyways. Like, like for me with the vlogs, right? Like if I'm doing a, if I'm wasting, wasting time, like essentially like on a hockey vlog and it didn't get views and I'm fucking pissed because it was for the outcome. The only reason I was doing it is for the outcome. So you have to definitely do something where you enjoy, enjoy doing it because if you're doing that, you're going to get so good at it that eventually you'll crack the, you're going to crack it and it's going to, it's going to work. And it's, it's, I guess easier to say, cause I feel like we're both in the somewhere in the middle of that, of the phase of going to crack it, you know, and we're just building towards yeah. it. So it's like, we're, we're honestly like giving ourselves advice too at the same time, but it's, it's good to, yeah. it's good to like, but speak it out. Which is an interesting perspective. Like I think for people to listen to, like we're both in an interesting, uh, a precarious situation yeah. where you have something that's working, but like you, you don't really, that's not what you want to do the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. So it's now it's like it's like, you know, somewhat of a rebranding, somewhat of a, you know, how do I transition this audience into kind of a new style of my content? And a lot of that is is what we were just getting at. It's like it's trusting the process and and, and being in love with that and what you're doing rather than being attached to an outcome, being attached to how many followers you have and what your audience is. And, And for like to summarize that, that's like the art of not wanting something too bad. Yeah. Right. Like if all you like all you want is to be famous, like I just want to, or all you want is to make that team. Like the harder you want it, I guarantee you, the further the universe is gonna push it away from you. Yep. Like because you want a title. Yeah. You want an wrong outcome. reasons. It's the wrong reason. You need to want to get up and train every day that bad. That's what yeah. that's what you need to want to do. And if you want, if you enjoy and you want to get up and train every day that bad, then eventually the outcome will follow. Yeah. But you don't, you're not defined by an outcome. You're defined by what you do on a daily basis. Yeah, exactly. And the people that are searching, I've met a lot of people like this that are just, whether they just want to be famous or they want to be on a D1 team or they want to be in the NHL, ML, whatever it is, like they're doing it. They they want it for the wrong reason. Like that, why they want it? Why do why they want to be famous is because they want to mask their insecurities. Like they're mm-hmm. a super insecure person. They want to be famous so everyone thinks they're cool. Like right. well, why do you want to be? Like what do you you just want to be famous so people think you're cool? Like no. Like if so like people like and I've countered this to people before, and they'll say like oh well like with what you're doing like don't you want to be famous because you need to like an audience? I'm like. I don't want to be famous. I want to do what I love. And and if I'm doing it right, like fame might follow, but I'm not, I don't want to be famous. I don't care about it. I just want to do what yeah. I love doing. I don't fucking like who cares about being famous. You know, like honestly, it's, you, it's probably really annoying to be famous. <laughs> like, yeah. You, it I probably just, is. I just want to enjoy what I'm doing every day. Like I, I've had minor, like small experiences of like popularity where like people watch my like YouTube or, in the hockey world, so I, I this one time I was at a dinner, just casual dinner at Applebee's with my girlfriend, like of course yeah. post game, yeah. and there was a hockey team, <laughs> a high school hockey team sitting there having a post game meal. All of them knew who I was, so I'm just sitting there like having a dinner, just chilling, trying to just chat it up post game, like blowing off steam, whatever I'm doing, and they just keep turning and like looking at me and like yelling my name, like Pat Chan. I'm like, wow, like fuck that <laughs> that was annoying yeah and this is this like is this, like the uh, most minor I'm trying thing. to have dinner yeah this is the most yeah. minor thing because like this isn't a norm for me i'm i'm not well known that much but if you get a full hockey team of high school kids they're, they'll probably like know me from the hockey world and i'm like wow like i can only imagine right. what mark Wahlberg goes through every day 
you know he can't go out in public Dude. you know i think that's what i think that's what's funny like that's what's funny about it if, if someone's listening and they're like that's bullshit like yeah. like uh you know people are attached people People just want to be famous, and they become famous, and they become celebrities, and they yeah. love it. It's like, well, actually, if you look at most yeah. celebrities, I'm not, and I'm not talking about the ones that randomly rose to fame over, like, you know, kind of uh, over, like, TikTok trends and shit that, like, it's happened really quick, and they're famous because they want to be famous. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not talking about those guys, but I'm talking about, like, true artists and creatives, yeah. like, actors, like, musicians, actors or musicians and uh you know celebrities in, in in even celebrities in the sports world like you'll see that most of them hate yeah. the attention they hate the paparazzi and it's because like and and you're like oh how is it that all of these people at the top hate being famous so much if i were famous i'd love it yeah it's like it's that's because you are attached to the idea of being famous and that's yeah. like what you're in love with they are attached and in love with the process it took to get famous, yeah, not not being famous. Yeah, like a, like a musician. And, like Bieber, <laughs> Bieber is a great example. Bieber hates being famous. Yeah, he's oh my just gosh, so I mean, good at singing and making music. He he's the best. It's like, caused him so much harm. Yeah, like right. <laughs> Think about how many children fame is like literally oh, yeah. just destroyed. And it's it's they just they're so good at what they do. It's not that they like they weren't they they weren't growing up like. Oh, I want people to like me. I want to be famous. They were, they were just obsessed with what they right. do and just happened to be that good where it took them to that popularity. So I think right. that's like the mindset that we have to have. And anyone in that wants to achieve a goal, like look in the mirror and realize why you're doing it and what you need to do, you know? So, yeah, but it's, it's crazy. Like yeah. once, once you really get older and actually look at the reasons, like, you, you get told these things as a kid, yeah. right? You get told these things like, look at yourself in the mirror uh, and ask yourself why you're doing something. You're like, yeah, that's a joke. Like, what do you, yeah. like, you know? You want like, me to talk to myself and, in the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, you're like, like your coach after a hockey game, right? He's like, ask yourself, like, why you get out here on the ice every day? And then yeah. now. You don't know what it means. You're like, what the fuck like, are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look in the yeah, mirror. Yeah, it's a joke, right? You're like. Like, of course I want it, man. I don't need to look in the mirror. <laughs> then when you think about it, it's like, yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, now once you get older, and that's the thing, like everyone says all the time, wisdom's wasted. Wisdom's what you know, wasted mm. on the old or whatever it is. Yeah. So, because you know, like, you, the youth doesn't have the type of wisdom you have when you're older. I feel like honestly, I feel like we're both out of something at a relatively young age where we mm. still have so much time. Especially if you ask Gary V. Yeah, dude, so much we're young, we're young as we're young as fucking Gary V's words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like you know, a lot of this stuff. If it's losing you, if you're like you're younger and listening to this, like this is this is real shit. And like the more you can focus on on trying to do these things on a daily basis, and and by do these things, I mean just having these thought processes. Yeah. And like you know, asking yourself the tougher questions of like you know, what's the process that I really want to do? You know, what am I truly passionate about? And and what is it going to take to get there? And am I okay to make the sacrifices that it's going to take to get there? Yeah. Like the more you can do that on a daily basis, like you're going to become so full of wisdom so fast. Yeah. Because um, you're going to lose all the excess. I do wish I always look back. At, like I think I've learned a lot since I started making social media. Like in the last three or four, three or four years or whatever. I don't even know how long. I think I started when I was 22, maybe. So I guess like three, three years. But. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I I look back and I'm like, damn, I wish I knew 
the, like this mindset when I was a kid, like in high school, because I, I was such a hundred percent. Like, yeah, I was in my own shell, but I was so narrow minded and, and just didn't understand like this process in the world of like what I wanted to be is like, if I had this mindset I have now, then like I would be so much further along, you know, you just look at it. Like, right. And that's why, that's why we're saying this to like, I'm hoping to hit that the me at 16 years old that like was yeah. doesn't really know what he how to get there like what he's doing is just angry all the time you know like i'm trying to hit that mm -hmm. kid and be like trying to try to help you change the mindset to have a head start i guess and, and a blueprint it, yeah we're, there's it's we could I, we could literally talk for another hour because I know. now we're like getting into like mentality around success and mentality around like training and expectations from society and like <laughs> I dude, know, it's, it's I mean, we, can, we might have to we do a part on. two <laughs> Yeah. But it's like, I, I, I do wonder, like, I'm interested to see the response. Cause this is, yeah. uh, it's definitely like, we're not, we're not there yet, but it could have got like even more cerebral with like, you know, with kind of the mentality around all of this stuff and, yeah. and not even just like with specifically what we're doing, but just with whatever you want to achieve in yeah. general. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see the response, but fuck, I always love having these conversations cause I feel Same. like we don't have as human beings, we don't have enough. No, it, it's, it's great. I always feel good having them too. I'm like, I can't, I can't like talk about it with everyone. They don't really understand what I'm fucking jabbering about all, like, all the, all day. Like if I go talk to <laughs> yeah. my mom about it, she's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> she nods her head <laughs> yeah, and like, she's like deep. agrees with me. She has no idea what I'm talking about. I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> all right, I'll go talk to the camera mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but, uh, actually though but yeah no i appreciate you coming on this is this is a great uh chat we had uh, hopefully the uh, audience gets something out of it whoever listens and if you're listening this far in we appreciate you so uh thank you and go go follow ryan uh i'll drop your social media stuff on the screen but for the audio version sweet if you want to plug your um, yeah yeah um i think uh yeah same at on instagram and tiktok it's ryan win 44 um and uh yeah it's pretty much the only plug i got I'm not really not really on youtube too much anymore so probably just those two socials cool all right well that wraps it up so thanks for tuning in guys until next time